You're with SAFM, Kiss My Innocence, Vicky Sampson on SAFM. Aaron McQuenna joins us on the line. Aaron, how's it? Oh, wait, I've got to push these. I've got to push the buttons. Hey, don't I? <laughs> Try that again. Aaron, you there? Okay, I'm here, man. All right. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Always well. Where are you? Are you on the other side of the world today? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the Val. I'm, I'm in, the, in the beautiful area in Gauteng, Val Triangle. Somebody's got to get locked down there, hey? <laughs> um, John, listen quickly. Yes. Do you mind to, to give me a call on the other number, please, so we can be clear? Okay, Ben's got your numbers. We're going to give you a call in just a moment, all right? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Aaron McQuenna. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to call Ben on another number there. We're we going to call Aaron on another number. Aaron McQuenna, chatting to him in just a moment. Uh, he's only 39 years old. It seems like Aaron's been around forever. He's only 39. Born in Boipatong a little while ago, 25th of November, 1980. But we're taking your calls and SMSs. Don't forget, if you want to have a chat with the former Bufana Bufana captain, you can call as well, 0891-104-207. Ben will take your calls and you can chat to Aaron and uh, have a little chat with him and ask him questions, something that I might have missed. Uh, apparently, Brian Moffakeng is on the line already. Brian, are you there? Hey, John, how you doing? Ha- Give us the laugh, Brian. Come on. There we go. <laughs> uh, before we talk to Aaron, Brian, uh, last week we were asking on, our, on the show, what's the one thing you miss about sport, seeing as there is no sport? I kid you not, your name came up three times. <laughs> it's a good thing, isn't it? A very good thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, the fact that SAFM started all, so I mean, it shows that... Uh, the journey that we've been going through is, is, is a good one. It's not bad. It's not bad. All right, Brian Moffat King, football uh, commentator, joining us on the line with our chat with Aaron McQuinnah, who joins us as well. Aaron, uh, hopefully a better line for you now? Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I can there hear it now, loud and clear. All right. Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. We've got Brian Moffat King, football commentator, on as well. Uh, first of all, what are you doing during lockdown? Um, I lock myself in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, um, in a serious note, thank you. Thank you so much for, for having me. Um, let me greet your your listeners. Um, yeah, um, it's been tough, tough time, to be honest. Uh, but uh, what I've learned to do is um, to respect what the president have announced. Uh, as much as we know that um, uh, it's tough times, um, this virus is quite um, dangerous. So what I do is lock myself in the house, wake up in the morning, do a little bit of a run in the yard, mm. Um, yeah, basically that's it, and do my work over over the laptop. So um, you can't do much, to be honest. So that's exactly what I'm doing. What are you doing these days? Um, I have actually two companies that I'm running at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't believe this, but I'm in, I'm into petroleum. <laughs> uh, um, I'm supplying diesel, uh, petrol, paraffin, and gas. Um, our company is Ramaliva Petroleum. Um, I'm actually working there with my manager, Sia uh, Bonga. Um, and I'm also um, in in football or sport, Arunkwena Sports Academy, mm. which um, that actually is closer to my to my heart. Uh, that's where I spend um, every time um, in it. So Arunkwena Sports Academy, that's, that's exactly where actually I'm. I'm dedicated to my time in it. We're going to talk about that later on. Uh, Brian, just jump in if you have any questions. I just want to start off, Aaron. I want to, I want to go back to 
when you started football, obviously you're in the academy now and you're seeing the young guys. Do you remember those days when you were a little uh, eight, nine, ten-year-old boy thinking football is my future? Um, John, to be honest, I mean, uh, at that age, yes, I do remember running around, um, sort of headless chicken, <laughs> uh, you know, not knowing where I'm going or coming back. Um, uh, or just like, you know, playing football for fun. Um, at the same time, getting involved in sports, actually, for fun. Mm. Um, I've realized when I turned 12, 11, 12 years old, that's when actually, um, you know, my life um, got to be bit directed to football if you like um i had uh, you know right people around me um who thought that you know what football is your thing um that's where actually everything started to be honest who to who took you there um i had this um actually i'm from wipatong the dusty street of wipatong mm. in um in the val um i had uh, this coach in a major club that i used to play play at um, Real Rangers. Um, his name, my coach then was Nkosanam um, Tim Kulu. Um, it's him actually who, who introduced me um, into football. Um, you're under 12. That's where actually I started really playing mm. um, football by by Real Rangers. Um, then we used to have, you know, your Chappies Little League. Um, so yeah, Nkosanam um, Tim Kulu, that's him actually who who introduced me in, um, in in football. Youngest player ever to have represented South Africa, a short six years from then to running on the pitch in the Bafana jersey. Do you still pinch yourself thinking, I was that young? Um, to be honest, I still do. I still <laughs> do. And um, obviously, I'm still waiting for um, for my record to be broken. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it has been broken, but um, uh, the, the you know being the most kept footballer in South African um, footballer's history, um, it still needs to be broken. So yeah, um, I'm still pinching myself, um, John, to be honest, from the dusty streets, from the humble beginning, um, to break you know barriers or to break records. Mm. So um, yeah, I mean. I'm the living legend, and I still believe that um, these young ones, they they deserve the opportunity as well. Um, they need to be guided accordingly so they can be able to, you know, to uh, to achieve or, yeah, to achieve their goals and to be developed properly. Mm. Uh, then, obviously, with your academy, I, you, you're creating this young talent. Are they being pushed through? Are, are you finding uh, uh, it, it's been a complaint in South African football for so long that we just aren't finding the young talent? Yes, um, I have. Um, I've started this actually long back, um, John. Um, when I was still um, you know, in the UK, uh, I had a football club in, um, in the Val uh, by the name of the, the Bats Football Club. Um, there I had a quite crop of um, you know talented boys. Um, one of them is Mukiti Soteti. He played for Jomo Cosmos, um, and he went to play for uh, for Kaiser Chiefs as well. Uh, but then you know, having done that, I felt that um, you know something is missing here. I mean, uh, you find our our current 
um, footballers. They can't, you know, con- conduct interviews. And I know that mm-hmm. English is not our mother's, you know, mother tongue. Uh, but, um, you know, it's important to get back to school. So with my academy, I feel that um, why can't I really take this, take sports back to school, you know? So the right. focus at the moment is um, bringing that, 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 that vibe um, at, uh, at schools, um, you know, combining sport with school and identifying talent from there, you know, um, school leagues, your netball league, your soccer league or football league, your rugby league. That's where actually our focus at the moment is at. I mean, mm. I felt that um, let's start with the big three. Uh, in, in South African sport at the moment, which is rugby, netball, and, and football. So, um, yeah, that's where actually our focus is at at the moment. And um, having coaches that um, helping us to identify talent and then the talent uh, comes to the academy. And then that's where then we start now to develop these right. kids for the bigger picture. Johnny, Hi, John, can I come in? Yeah, go for it. I just want to do a quick, uh, quick uh, station ID, if you don't mind, Brian. Taboko, Aaron McQuenna is our guest on the line. Uh, 107 appearances. Aaron, I'm going to ask you later on why just the one goal. But that, that, <laughs> that'll come up later. Uh, you're listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. Brian Moffat-King, go for it. I mean, let's just talk about it. I mean, Aaron, I, I know that the record is hold for the most caps. I don't see anybody breaking that anytime soon. Because most players that we look at retire quite early and don't get to break that. Let's talk about a player that eventually broke your record for the youngest player, uh, Rivaldo Cotier. I know the record was seen broken afterwards by another player in Fakhila K. When you talk about him, I mean, as a player, you were a defender. He came through the fold as a defender. He's now been transferred to play more in a midfield position. When you look at him and from a character point of view, what do you say about a player like that? Um, good evening, Brian. Um, you know, talking about, um, uh, you know, Kutia, I think he's a fantastic young boy. Fantastic that young boy. That's why he's playing for for Sundowns, and that's why, actually, uh, the best coach in South Africa, for me, Peter Msimani, thought that um, he's, um, uh, you know, he, he can be in his plans. I think um, the fact that he's a versatile footballer, for me, I think, um, uh, you know, he he does it all. Um, once a that's my belief. I mean, obviously, uh, we can argue about this, but um, once a footballer, you, you have to be able to play more than one position. Um, he's a footballer that can play right back. He's a footballer that can play centre half and holding midfield as well. Um, I was quite happy that my, you know, my record has been broken, uh, which is something that we want. You know, uh, we can sit here and talk about the the 1996 um, uh, squad. Um, uh, we need to, there has to be that progress, there, there has to be that continuation. And that's exactly what uh, Koti actually have done. Um, he showed a bit of um, continuation. Um, breaking records, um, um, it needs to happen. It needs to have done it. Um, then the record was um, uh, was held by Quentin Fortune. Um, I broke it and mine is broken as well. That's what actually we need to see. But we need to really um, you know, go back to development. I think our development, I know we have so many academies, we have fantastic coaches in South Africa who are trying very hard actually to to develop these young stars accordingly. But um, I have been fortunate actually to leave South Africa and go to play in the youth academy or the youth of um, Ajax Amsterdam, which I thought actually are really, really 
and needed that and that um, uh, played a big role in my career. Um, that's what we need. We need actually to develop more players. We need to, you know, to send more players abroad. I always say, um, don't come here and tell me about, uh, you know, such and such is the best, best player whereas he's playing in South Africa. In due respect, South African League is a beautiful, uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful league and challenging league. But once you play against the likes of Ronaldo, um, <laughs> then for me, you are a best player or you are <laughs> the best player. I'm sorry to say that, Brian, but it's the truth. Let's talk point. about it. You're talking about something very interesting. And I, I cover a lot of um, tournaments because I regularly, for the, since 2010, I've been doing the Kosafa under 17 under 20, as well as the seniors and the ladies game as well. Something that I realized is that if you talk about our neighbors, your Angolas, your Zambias, are able to have players that go overseas very early and sustain. Stay there. They don't just go there and come back immediately. They stay there. Uh, they have the longevity of staying there. What is it that you're not doing right in South Africa? To have players breaking into the mold, like yourself did way back, your Sean Bartlett, your uh, Lucas Khatebes, your Benny McCarthy, your Fortune Fortune were able to break in the UK or break in Europe and play there and become household names for returning back into the country. Most of our players break, but they don't really stay and they come back immediately. What is it that they need to do differently for them to stay there and be able to challenge and compete, like you say, with the Ronaldos, your Messi's and everybody else? For me, Brian, I think really... um you know, the, the Lucas Radebez, the McFish, uh, McWilliams, um, Phil Massinger's generation, they had the hunger, you know, they had fire in the belly, and they wanted to be the best, and they understood, as I said, they understood to be the best, you have to rub shoulders with the best in the world. Uh, you've got to be able to play in your Champions League, UEFA Champions League, you've got to be able to play in your World Cup, uh, whether it's a junior World Cup or you need to be there, um, but then you cannot just be there. Um, it's hard work, it's hunger, and setting you know setting goals for yourself. I mean, with me actually, I always um, felt that um, one, I want to be the best. Secondly, I want to break barriers, um, and I want to be the first. You know, and I have achieved those things. So I think. Um, we have, you know, fantastic talent in South Africa. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to really, um, you know, touch on what um, our TD, Safa TD, or Safa Technical Director Neil Tovey have said uh, back, you know, in few of his interviews. He always said, the problem that we have in our boys, we have talent, but we don't have character. We don't have boys that when chips are down, they can rise. Um, what actually we, we lack, we lack that, you know, that toughness in, in, in players, you know. Um, I mean, as I, as, I, as I spoke about, and maybe most, you know, current and former footballers, they can probably say the same thing. Uh, I'm from the hum- humble beginnings. We're from the tough times. Like we have lived those, you know, tough t- in tough times. We, we lived in apartheid and whatnot. And we, we managed actually to, uh, to, to come out from that by, by having the character, the belief, and the fire in the belly. And, um, you know, setting yourself goals as well. You know, um, for our boys, it's, 
it, it, it's so helpful that um, uh, they, they get that opportunity to go abroad. Um, uh, and then immediately they come, I mean, when you read the papers or when you watch the telly, uh, the same player is coming back. So um, you ask yourself, is it because South African League, it's, um, it's a league with money? Um, is it, um, you know, um, you want to be closer to your family? What is it? It's a, it's a very good question. But for me, I think what we lack, we lack that mental strength, um, you know, fire in the belly, and being able, uh, understanding that um, it's possible to, ba- to break barriers. I mean, Pesitao, for instance. Pesitao right now is doing it in Belgium. Um, so it is possible. Our boys need to understand that when they play, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to, to play abroad because you have your, you know, um, your, your homesickness. You miss home. You miss your, the food. Um, you now have to, um, you know, um, change and be in, um, in an environment where it's a different culture, different food, different language. But I always say, once you get yourself in there, um, try to get, you know, even if you can sit on the bench, uh, but once you get that opportunity, make use of it, try to win um, the fence. Once you can win the fence, you're in for good. So I think um, mental strength it is. If we can really, uh, when, when we develop these players, we need to really instill that mental character um, in them. I mean, yes, some can say you're born with it, uh, but um, yes, we can argue again on that, Brian. I think it's something, <laughs> it, it, it's a belief. It, it's believing, that fear. So, I mean, it's all about really believing in yourself, mm-hmm. having that mental strength, and that hunger, that fire in the belly. That's all we need. All right, we're chatting to Aaron McQuenna, former Bafana Bafana captain. we got a voice note on 0614-104-107. Aaron? Good evening, John and Aaron and Brian. I've got two questions for Brian and uh, Aaron. In their view, is South Africa's players good enough for Europe? The second question, what more needs to be done in order to improve our standard of football? Because for the past few years, Bafana Bafana has not qualified for any major competitions. And that speaks volume about our standard of football. Thank you. This is Morris from Nels Parade. Thank you very much, Morris. Aaron, uh, you were talking about having the fire in the belly to go over to Europe. It's all very well wanting to go, but maybe you're just not good enough. Um, I think we have, as, as I have said, um, John, we do have talent. Right. We have players uh, with the capability to play abroad. But now is to understand that now when you play in Belgium, for instance, you you are a foreigner in Belgium. Mm. Um, you no more playing for Kaiser Chiefs or Sundowns where when you start now touching the ball, the whole you know <laughs> um, the entire <laughs> stadium will, will you know um, blow flames for mm. you. Um, it's a different ball game that side. Um, it's just yes. I mean to answer the question, yes, we do have talent. But again, it comes back to what I said, mental strength. And to understand that you are a foreigner, you are now in a foreign land, and you representing your family, you're representing yourself, 
you're representing South Africa as a whole. And then the second question, I guess it's it's on everybody's lips now. Will Bef- or how do we make Bafana Bafana better? Wow. I'm going, to, I'm, going to get, I'm going to get killed on this one, but I'm going to say it. I'm yeah. going to say it. Look, Brian, for me, I think we lost it. Um, you know, we lost it with, yes, we had the squad of 96, right? Uh, the continuation of the squad of 96, we had the Amad Lugluk, our Amad Lugluk, the team that have beat Brazil. Um, for me, I think there, it was the continuation. Yes, few players have played in Bafana Bafana from Amad Lugluk, but then from Amad Lugluk, what then? It's when uh, the, the, you know, the, the question of firing and hiring coaches comes in, you know? Um, and you fire a coach uh, by not giving a coach enough resources, you know? Um, I mean, Carlos Pereira came, and yes, we can say Carlos, um, you know, came to South Africa to, to make money. No, I have spent, you know, time with Carlos. People have spent time with Carlos. Carlos is exactly what he said. He said, look, after 2010 World Cup, he foresee um, our Bafana Bafana collapsing. So what he's going to try to do, he's going to try to call up players that, that, that actually players that are going to be in Bafana Bafana for the next five years. Then what happened? He left, another coach came, another coach came. So after Carlos Pereira, how many coaches came? or came to coach Bafana Bafana and got fired. I mean, let's go back to Stuart Baxter. Stuart Baxter, he did well in Supersport. He did well in Kaiser Chiefs. One of the, for me, one of the best coach. Um, he got fired, <laughs> um, yes, by not winning games. Mm-hmm. But let's go behind the scene now and ask questions. Did um, Carlos, um, you know, um, uh, Stuart Baxter got enough support? from our South African Football Association. Well, I was going to bring that up up earlier. Stuart Baxter was one of the most vocal when it comes to developing young talent. And one could argue that was the reason that he left. Of course. I mean, he said it to me. He said it to me that, Aaron, yeah, I don't see the future for me. I mean, the understanding of football that we have, it looks like our leaders don't don't have. Um, Look, Brian, he went to the previous Cup of Nations. Um, he struggled. He struggled to get the team to from South Africa to uh, actually in, in normal circumstances. Mm. You have to get enough preparations before African Cup of Nations. It's a toughest tournament in Africa. He didn't get that. He have lined up uh, countries that he wanted to play century games against. It was never done. And how do you go to Cup of Nations and win Cup of Nations whereas you played only two friendly games? Mm. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. So um, we had good coaches. We had we have talent. I'm talking about good players. But I still have a, a serious question with our leaders in South, Af- South African Football Association. 
You know, just sorry, to come uh, in there, John, Brian, I mean, to answer sorry, Brian, Maurice. Brian, I need you just to hold on a second, please. Okay. Uh, write that down. Archie, uh, we, we're taking calls as well. You can chat to former Bafana captain Aaron McQuenna, football commentator Brian Muffer-King, also joining us here on Sport Tracks on SAFM. Uh, you can call us 0891-104-207. Archie in Velcom has called in. Archie, good evening to you. Hi, John. How's it? Always well. Go ahead. Captain, my captain. I would you... Okay, the third man, let me say, ha, 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 what I would say, Nani, is to say, uh, I hear what the guys are saying there next to you, but we will like now talking only based upon nothing. I mean, I'm a positive guy, but now presently nothing will happen. As to your dreams, you guys. For example, our football is run by business people who are fighting. For example, I follow soccer as a man, as a man blind as I am. Between Unansika, who, who I mean, the, the chairperson of the PSL and the president of Sans, of Safa, I nearly said Sanfa. I mean, tell me. Even a, a kid out there knows that there's no friendship there. There's no, there's no, I mean, a unity of purpose when it comes to our young boys. There's, Safa is interested in saying, okay, fine, where are we, where is FIFA calling us? PSL is interested in saying, uh, what about our money? If you understand me, gentlemen, to say we don't have that I mean, a united dream of going where we are, I mean, you guys are. I mean, how many years? How many years? You tell me that we don't have football boys who mm. can take us to places. All right, Archie. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Archie. Thank you very much for yeah. the call. Uh, Brian, you were going to ask a question? No, I was just I just wanted to add something on what Aaron was saying. I mean, if you if you look at the, uh, I think the key thing to answer Maurice first of all is continuation. You know, as I mentioned, that I covered a lot of junior tournaments, and I've seen. I mean, I remember way back in 1999, I covered the the FIFA the FIFA World Cup under 20s while still doing uh, commentary for SAFM, and the squad. I can actually go through names of players who played in the squad. It was for the first time during Sheikh Mashaba's tenure in South Africa where I saw at least eight of those on a field of play at a given time. Mm. From Tulane Satoai, Tulane Serrero, to when your Andy Lejalis came in into the four, and when you had, you know, Kemet Erasmus all being brought in, but Kemet came after Sheikh because it was an issue between them. But that for me has been the biggest gripe. You know, when I've covered the Kosafa tournament in the last four or five editions of a tournament, South Africa were coached then by Tabo Sinong. I mean, 2013, Sheikh Mashab was the head coach of the under-20s before he took out the Afana Afana job. After qualifying the under-20s for the uh, FIFA, for, for, for the AFCON in 2015, Tabo Sinong was able to get the team into the finals three years in a row, losing one, winning two. But if you look at most of those players, I never saw most of those players getting promoted. Only one I remember recently was Wiseman Meiwa, who eventually got in an accident for Kaza Chiefs. He was the only player in the starting 11 for Kaza Chiefs when he got injured to the team that played in the last two editions of the under-20 tournament. So 
we need the leagues in SA, mm. we need the teams in SA to be able to take a gamble and bring those players up. I understand it's a business, but you need those players to be given exposure for them to be able to go overseas. Yep. I don't want to give a chance when I was playing for Jomo Cosmos. I mean, if you look at the sort of chances and the sort of gamble that Jomo Sono took, hence we sit down and say the University of South African football was Jomo Cosmos, Free State Stars. They brought those players up. So you need to have more people taking gambles and coming in today to make sure that happens. And as far as the stories are raised by Archie about, you know, needing to have the football, uh, the football association of the country and the PSL get into bed and really having something going forward together, I think, you know, we need to have that first of all for us to be successful going forward. But I believe that, you know, with things coming the way they are, maybe that's the direction you're going to go eventually after this COVID COVID nineteen. Chatting to Brian Muffer King, Aaron McQuinn is also joining us today. You can WhatsApp a voice note, 0614-104-107 here on SAFM Sport Tracks. 0614-104-107. Let's take a couple of those voice notes, gents. Good evening, John. <laughs> Thank you for picking Aloni here on SAFM. I want to ask one question to Aloni. Aloni, do you remember 2010? What happened? Tell us more about because I know I I I I know very very well your 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 mistake. What happened? Tell us more about that. Thank you. Hi, John. Um, a very interesting guest you have over there in Aaron. Um, he always looked in good shape. Um, very inspirational leader. I remember him very well when he was doing his time at Portsmouth and even captain some of the games there. So my question for him would be, what was the key to his longevity playing in Europe and what his advice would be to the current crop of players that we have in South Africa for them to stay for a longer time in Europe? It's APA from East London. All right, Aaron, let's do the, let's do the positive one first. How do you stay in shape? How do you manage to last that long in football? I can, I can. I wanted to start with the 2010, but... Uh, okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead then. Maybe, um, let me, yeah, let me tell you about this. I, I didn't understand the question, but I, 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 what I got from the question is uh, what happened in 2010. So I don't know... Apparently you know, know Apparently you know what happened. <laughs> okay, let me answer it the way I want to answer it then. Bafana uh, Bafana uh, had, or South Africa had four points. I'm still here. Sorry, that was just Brian that's gone away. So carry on. Okay. Yeah, we 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 managed actually to have um, to uh, you know to put together four points. We have beat um, France uh, and we played draw against Mexico. Um, You look at the history of World Cup. You look at our group 2010. We had um, Mexico, we had France, and we had um, Uruguay. Those are three. Teams that, when you talk about the history of the World Cup, they, they were, you know, they, uh, they were so, uh, they had a serious history, very experienced when mm. it comes to World Cup. But we managed actually to, uh, you know, to, to have four points in, in that group. And normally, in the World Cup, the history of World Cup, four points, you qualify for the next round. It didn't happen to us. And, and for me, I think, with an inexperienced squad that we have, um, the squad that uh, probably 
90, 95%, they never played in the World Cup before. I think in that squad, myself and Macbeth uh, uh, Sibaya, we were the only players that played um, in 2002 World Cup, Japan and Korea. So we were so inexperienced when it comes to World Cup. Um, I think for us, it was a fantastic um, you know, performance in, in, in that group. Uh, maybe, um, you know, the first caller wanted to ask about the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those things do happen in football. Um, uh, it happens that uh, Mexico equalized and we walked away with, with a point. Mm. So we get to the second, to the second question. Let's get into we'll get into the fitness in just a moment. I think that's a very important thing there. I mean, it's 107 games is a lot, and to be able to remain fit in today's day and age is is a big thing. Even the best footballers in the world are coming down with injuries. Our guest is Aaron McQuenna, Brian Muffakeng, also joining us. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note if you want to ask him a question. 0614104107. Say that again. 0614104107. That's the WhatsApp number, or you can call us on the regular nine. Uh, have a good old voice chat. 0891104207. More with him in a moment. Sport Tracks on SFM. SFM with John Carica. Guest is Aaron McQuenna. You can call 0891104207. Aaron, how do you stay fit for so long? Um, it's all about really um, eating well and um, understanding that um, I'm the brand ambassador of, um, of other companies, so I need to be in shape. So eating well. Um, getting myself in the gym and and choosing what I drink, uh, which I mm-hmm. think it, it, it helps me a lot. So, yeah, I mean, those three things really, they they help me a lot. And um, I sleep well. I really, really, I love my sleep. <laughs> I, love, I, I love my sleep, right, to be honest. Uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a difficult thing to remain fit. The the tackles are getting harder. You are famously known for your tough tackles. How do you you know protect the ankles? How do you make sure that the the Achilles tendon is doing okay? You mean you mean right now? No, no, in in football in general today. Oh, I with me, Brian. Actually, I was um, I had I was I was fearless. You know, I didn't really. Uh, mind about uh, whether I'll come, I'll come in a tackle, and then um, I'll come out uh, with a broken angle or what. I mean, yeah. I played with injuries, uh, but what matters most for me was um, where I come from, uh, who 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 do I represent, and what I want to achieve. Actually, those things for me actually um, they it was that you know push in my in my career and. As I said, I mean, I had goals. Um, I set myself goals. I mean, it was a dream for me to play in um, in, in in EPL and and more especially playing in FA Cup final. It's always been a dream, and I managed to achieve those you know those goals. And um, being the captain of um, an EPL football club, mm. um, uh, that for me actually it's always things that. Um, I felt like, you know what, um, I, I can see Lucas Radebe did it, you know. Um, it is doable. Lucas had so many injuries in his career, but uh, that wasn't an excuse. Lucas Radebe, from the humble beginning, mm. it, wasn't, it, it wasn't an obstacle. I was going to so, say, if you if you can tackle on the dusty streets of Boipatong, the grass of England is, 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 <laughs> is bringing us like a mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Just to come in there, John, I mean, one thing that Aaron is not talking about, 
is that in the Val, they are the home of Skambani. So he surely is enjoying his Skambani. <laughs> now that he's back home and enjoying everything. That's why you call Buddy Chow, by the way, John. Uh, uh, you know, people have mentioned and spoken about where the name came from over the years. And I think now that we have you, I mean, I remember speaking to Brajay one stage and I spoke to some of your teammates. Where does the Mbazo name come from? Because I want you to tell us the truth, not some story we had on the corner. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what uh, what Brajay said. You know, with Brajay, Brajay has so many, so many stories. I mean, this Mbazo name, um, when I used to play in the Dusty's group, I never had, you know, I, I used to play with barefoot. Um, and it happened once that, um, you know, this uh, sort of a part of fear to me, um, he's um, one guy who brought me up. Um, he, he failed to understand. I mean, he would buy me soccer boots, but I would I wouldn't feel comfortable playing with soccer boots. Uh, but I tell you what, with barefoot, I would uh, I would <laughs> get in tackles. Um, I would I would run like nobody's business in a in gravel or in you know in gravel. And then our soccer balls uh, it used to be kick off. Um, took off, um, <laughs> it used to be hard. It used to be hard. And I used to really, really, you know, smash took uh, off by just kicking it. So, um, and, and then Mbazo, uh, if you remember very well, uh, uh, Commander Mbazo used to play yes. for the Pirates. And yes. I used to be a fan uh, of Orlando Pirates. I still am, uh, to put that in the record. Um, yeah. <laughs> So um, <laughs> uh, then I used to, you know, really hammer. I, I used to hammer people. I mean, it didn't matter whether you come with your Patrick six stats, uh, you come yeah, with your twenty. I didn't care. I would just really get in there. So yeah, that's how actually Mbago uh, was born. All right, we need to we need to squeeze in another call. Let's go to Durban Tabani. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Sir? Always well. Go ahead. I'm good, man. I just want to. I mean, just. Uh, good evening to to Mr. Mukwena, uh, and uh, I, I, it's my, I'm a first time caller, so I'm a bit I'm a bit shaken. No worries, just you and I on the phone. <laughs> Thank you. Please, uh, Mr. Mukwena, please compare to us. You know the the assessment you have of on of of our players compared to 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 the overseas players in terms of um, behavior, in terms of um, you know the way they handle themselves. In and off the field, you know, in you know, patting booze, girls. I mean, because you guys, you're living a life, and sometimes off the field, there are things we don't see. Maybe you, you spend time in South Africa, you've seen how our players behave in and off, and spend the time abroad as well, you've seen how they behave. Maybe you can just give us an idea of the stuff that we don't see because mm. sometimes we only see you guys playing. Good question, thanks, Tabani. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, yeah, the, the difference with um, you know with us in South Africa and and abroad. Um, abroad, actually, um, players understand that they are professional footballers, and um, there are places where they can go if they really want to have their beers. I mean, in in Europe, um, they do drink the boys, uh, but it's when and how um, and where. That's what they do, mm-hmm. and. They make sure that, um, you know, when it comes to uh, time to work, it's time to work. Um, they getting paid a lot of money. Um, uh, you know, uh, so many fans come to, come to watch, um, you know, the entertaining sport. 
and and um, so they they understand that one um, their job is football. They professional. They getting paid well, and there are people who come and and you know and gamble and and bet you know uh, for the team to win. So um, they are, you know that thing is actually instilled. It, it, it looks like it's something that they were born with. That you know what. Uh, time to work, it's time to work. Mm. If you got to be at, 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 at work 10 o'clock, then there, 8 o'clock, 8.30, they would be there actually um, at, at the TV room, massage, uh, some would be in the in, in gym, uh, warming up and lifting weights and whatnot, and then 10 o'clock, training starts. Mm. Um, the difference with us here, um, because we know that we, were, we are well-known, um, we know that girls we wanted by girls out there. Uh, that actually it tends to run to run into the, into our head. We 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 think we have arrived before we even make it. Um, and we we need to actually we misunderstand that um, there are loads of people who support Orlando Pirates, who support Sundown, who support you know these teams in South Africa who are paying to come and watch. Mm. And we tend to be at that point of we are professional footballers and our career, our career is short. So um, we, we, we tend to forget that it's short and we need to make it while we can have that opportunity. So that's actually where the difference comes in. And, um, and, I, and, and to be honest, Brian and John, I don't know how to fix that. That's why I felt that, you know what, let me just take it back to uh, to Arun Kuna Sport Academy and try to... You've got to change the things that you can change, right? Absolutely. Mm. And, 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 and it's nice. I mean, let, let, let's look at life in general. I mean, you you tend to grow your, your kid the way you want your your, 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 your child to, uh, to be. So um, I believe that in Arun Kuna Sport Academy, it's my thing. And, and I'll be insisting that I know that um, they're important in one's life. We need to leave it there. Aaron, it's been a privilege to chat to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Thank you so much, guys. I think um, if anyone wants to touch base with me, um, I'm on social media. Uh, My Twitter is at Aaron underscore Mbago. My Instagram is Aaron underscore Mbago. So um, if there's anything that one wants to know about Aaron, that's where they can find me. Thank you so much. It's been fun. <laughs> and uh, I hope to see you soon. Excellent. Aaron McQuenna, thank you very much. Aaron underscore Mbazo on Twitter. Go find him there. Brian, just a, a last note to you. Somebody says, please tell Brian we really love his voice. Wish Saku must come back soon. Freddie Mashishi in Denelton saying that he uh, wants uh, to hear you a lot more. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. And in fact, I'm going to go to... I don't know as I can because I need to ask him a few other questions. I couldn't ask him on air. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. That's an hour of Aaron McGuinness. We haven't even touched the surface. Seriously, we've been spoken about the toughest players he played against and all the other juicy stuff that he wants to get, you know, to be able <laughs> to could... get a ref of all of those. All right, we'll have to get him on the radio again. Brian Muffer King, have yourself a great night. Same to you, man. Yeah, be safe. Brian Muffer King, go wash your hands. You were there, SAFM. It's one minute past eight o'clock.